Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our regular segment where we speak to great people from the world of sport. And today, it's no different. I have a very special guest with me, Mr. Andrew Durbin from the Dallas Stars. Andrew, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, Glad to be here. My absolute pleasure, Andrew. Andrew, um, before we get into our main discussion... Take us back in time. Who who was Andrew as a young man at school? Uh, I guess just a, a, a normal suburban kid uh, that grew up in, on the north side of Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, played football, basketball, baseball, anything that anything that I could you know do sports wise growing up was what you know kind of who I was and, and how I you know really spent most of my time uh you know but you know because of those experiences and having the opportunity i was very fortunate to go to you know many indiana pacers games and indianapolis colts games that i became a huge fan of pro sports and uh you know i had the opportunity to intern with the indianapolis colts as you know, i finished college and really fell in love with the business of, of sports as well so uh kind of always been a, a sports guy and uh you know it, it's been a fun road so far. Every day is kind of a new new experience. Absolutely. Um, take us through where you're currently at and what's what's currently going on at the at the Dallas Stars. Uh, I guess uh, currently I've been at the Dallas Stars for a little over two years as the director of corporate partnerships, uh, mainly responsible for. You know, generating revenue and finding new partners and, and growing and, and just you know, renewing our, our, our fantastic partnership agreements that we have with, with a lot of you know, fantastic brands. You know, being in Dallas Fort Worth is, is, a, is a great market to be in you know, as, a, as a sports fan and as a person that works within the, you know, the sports industry. Uh, but yeah, I, I had the experience prior to this of working with the Cincinnati Bengals in a corporate partnership role and the Cleveland Cavaliers organization. Uh, prior to that, you know, I was primarily focused on selling the, the, the what they consider their franchise brands, which are their, they had an arena football league team, um, an, an American Hockey League team that fed into the Columbus Blue Jackets of the NHL and a NBA Development League team. So, uh, yeah, really, really fortunate to guess to be, a, to have kind of a, a you know, some experience of dealing with a lot of the different leagues and, and different sizes as well, uh, and, and all of the different intricacies that come along with those. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, dealing with the different leagues, basically your role has been selling sponsorships and partnerships the whole way through. Take us through some some of those challenges, basically, from league to league, and, and how, how, how you adapted to them, because I'm sure some leagues would have been more challenging than others. Definitely, uh, without a doubt. Uh, I mean, just going first and foremost, my first uh, first real sponsorship sales job was for the Cleveland Cavaliers Development League team in Canton, the Canton Charge. And 
At that point, they had had a, a team in Canton of the Development League uh, for two years, but it was it was quite a challenge, I guess, just from a you know an initial education standpoint of the people that we were reaching out to and, and getting them on board of who we are, what, what our role was, and why we have a league. Uh, it, that was a growing league, and, and they've since over the last five or six years since that time have have really done a great job of becoming a key aspect of, of how the NBA operates. Uh, you know, but it was a little bit unknown when I first started in that role. Uh, so that was, you know, certainly one challenge that as I moved to the Cincinnati Bengals or, or the Dallas Stars, there's far less issue in, in educating who, educating to, uh, potential partners and brands, uh, you know, who our, who our league is and who our team is, I guess. So, uh, that's one, certainly one major difference, but, uh, every, every league has, you know, operates differently. The way that, uh, the, the financial aspect of the league and, and how it's able to continue moving forward and growing. Uh, we all, each league has its different needs. Uh, you know, the NFL league teams make such a significant you know, portion of their revenue through the TV broadcast rights. Uh, you know, and, and that would be far more than, I guess, than, than what we experience here in Dallas with the NHL. And so, you know, we're motivated, I guess, to find partners to help in different areas because of the way that our league is funded. Um, you know, but th- those are, Certainly, you know, provide opportunities and challenges along the way. You know, the, the, the NFL was very focused on, and you find a lot of partners that are really focused on the, the marks usage and, and being able to identify and integrate their, the, the team mark into their marketing campaigns because the fan base within those markets are so, so large. And, in, in, uh, in the NHL and, and NBA, uh, that certainly still plays a major part in what we do, but uh, you know we don't generate as much revenue from TV ads through the broadcast agreement. So we we find a way to to increase our revenue through uh, more inventory that's TV visible than, than the NFL can provide. So those are just two examples, I guess, of of how things differ from the league to league and, and some of the opportunities and challenges that present themselves. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, interesting. Um, so basically, we we currently see the landscape with sponsorship. Um, the partners coming on board have more tools than ever to track where their money is going. Um, how, how, how did you find that with all these digital solutions that are now available? How, how were you guys adjusting to all that? Well, it certainly leads to uh, our teams being held far more accountable than ever before. And it, a partner has a lot of tools in, in their uh, in their tool belt, I guess, to, to analyze and, and determine the return of, of their investment. And, and so it, it really forces our teams to be very creative in helping them accomplish those goals and deliver the metrics that we've, we've talked about are, you know, what what, how they determine success through the investment, something that we initially discussed before an agreement. And, and you know, we, we can, they have the tools and we have the tools, especially we have to find the tools if we don't to make sure that we are, are meeting all of those metrics. And so, uh, you know, you know, when we are having, you know, for instance, if we have an activation or we have a, a promotion that potentially is running that is it delivering what we thought, then, you know, it's, it's our responsibility as a team and as a good partner to make sure we're going back to the drawing board and coming up with solutions to help make that as successful as we can and meet the meet kind of those metrics that, that we are 
being asked to by the brand. Um, that being said, if, if things go well, then, then there are a lot of really great metrics that we can share with partners and, and, and it creates an easier way to, you know, to, to showcase uh, case studies of success. And, and that certainly helps from finding new partners or going back to those partners where we, you know, we, we can identify and show them this is what we are trying to accomplish and, and we were able to surpass that by X amount. Uh, are, are you willing to have conversations on, on how we can grow our relationship and, and, you know, perhaps, you know, look at ways we can go above and beyond outside of this, you know, this initial plan that we had in place, uh, which is, which has kind of led to some more, more revenue opportunity through upsell. Well, interesting. Um, take us through your biggest modern day challenges in signing up partners. Biggest challenges. Um, I think for, uh, one of the biggest challenges that I, I guess we face here in Dallas, or I was talking, you know, my my time here with the stars is how competitive this market is, and and how you know identifiable it really. You know, you got you got a, a market that has every league, every team, you know, every league, and, and a major identifiable brand within those leagues is is here in, in town or or within our state. So. Uh, you know, we, our, the biggest challenge is determining how our team can really differentiate ourselves and, and, and you know, what's our, our, what's our positioning going to be against, you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Mavericks, you know, Texas Rangers, the MLS team in town and, and so forth. So I think that's one of the main challenges is, you know, we, we've got a lot of great opportunities as a fan, but when you're selling, you're also selling against really, you know, really great products and brands that have great fan bases, uh, you know, in town as well. So that, that's certainly one challenge that is, is on a, you know, on our radar on a daily basis. Uh, the, the other thing I think is, is, you know, just making sure that a challenge is presenting partners with an idea that, you know, whether it's a brand new idea or it's an idea of something you're kind of taking something that's been successful from another market and making it really integrated into who the Dallas Stars are and who our fans, you know, how our fans identify with that. It's, and that's more of a, you know, an internal struggle or challenge that, that we're faced with uh, rather than, you know, a, a brand side. Uh, you know, it's just making sure that we are able to be unique and, and be exactly, you know, be, representative of what our brand is, is and, and who we are and, and how that is different from other teams and, and, and what that can mean for, for our brand because our fan base is, 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 is individual in itself as well. Absolutely. Um, the uh, big question, how has technology enabled you guys um, and, and helped you guys make this, this fan experience or these sponsorship experiences? A lot more um, friendly, a lot more trackable, so on, so on. I, I think from every aspect of the sales process, it's so really starting from the prospecting aspect. Uh, there, there are tech, there's technology out there that that we utilize, uh, you know, really on a daily basis that helps us. I, you know, see really all of the different sponsors that all of the different brands that are active in the sponsorship landscape, uh, you know, in our league or in our region. So it really helps us, you know, identify who potential partners to be. 
Um, and, and I guess from the next step of that, once we are able to have a conversation with them and, and where we are at a point where, where we're both interested in exploring what a, what a formal relationship could look like is there's a lot of technology out there that, that allows us to better identify who our fans are and, and what they do before and after games. Um, how they, how they are, I guess, you know, what, what they do in their daily lives, kind of their fan behavior. And, um, you know, so then once we're able to track that and really uh, identify the demographic that our partner's looking for, we have a really great case study of, of who our fans are and, and if this is a really good fit for who, uh, who the brand's trying to reach. And, uh, you know, I guess from the next step to that, once we have an agreement in place, we, you know, we, we like I mentioned earlier, there's, so many tools out there that both us and the brand are utilizing to track the, the success of our partnership elements. Um, you know that you know, we we can figure out what's working and what's not working, and and then kind of tailor and adjust. And, and going back to I guess who we are and how we differentiate ourselves. The, the stars, we're not the largest sports brand in town. You know the, the Dallas Cowboys are kind of the big behemoth, right? And uh, they do almost everything as well as you can, right? But one of the things that we have to try to do is be a little different and be a little bit more nimble and flexible, uh, you know, just because that's that's kind of what's needed for our team to to, to differentiate ourselves. So, uh, you know, I think being flexible with our partners and, and taking a look, like you know, we can't just look at what a contract is, and, and we're able to use the metrics to identify and say, well, this is what we agreed in a contract is. Maybe this it came from a good spot from both sides, but this other area that we might have touched on or, you know, let's, let's put more eggs in that basket it, because we're, we're, we're able to track that that's more successful for them. Um, and then from a re renewal standpoint, I think, you know, you, you get, uh, there's a lot of tools out there, I guess, as well to, to showcase, you know, what are best practices out there? What are other brands in your industry doing? Or what are, what are you guys doing at other properties that we're not doing at ours that, uh, that, that might be something to explore in the future. So, there's, you know, from just a sales standpoint and a renewal standpoint, there's so many different ways to integrate the way that technology, is, you know, is out there today. Uh, you know, we're fortunate to live in a day where, you know, it, it's, yes, we're fortunate and, and not fortunate in the fact where people aren't just buying, you know, signs because they, you know, they, I guess from an ego standpoint where they want to see their brand at a game. There's a lot more that goes into it. Uh, you know, but we're also able to tell kind of a more fully encompassed story on, on how uh, that sponsorship has helped them in their brand. <clears throat> um, yeah, so those, those are kind of, you know, the main things that I'm dealing with on a daily basis as a salesperson within our organization. That being said, we're able to mix a lot of technology into the, the activations we're doing on, you know, within our app or our social media or website. Uh, uh, we, we, we are looking at new ways to integrate technology into the game experience and fans are you know, kind of in their seats in, in ways that they can participate in, you know, the, the, what's, you know, they're not just watching the screen. They can, they could have potentially have a way of interacting with that through their, through their mobile device. So there's, there's so many different opportunities that are out there now. It's really, you know, restricted, I guess, on, on team budgets and, and, you know, what the partner's looking for that really dictates what, you know, what we are going to look in the future and how we're able to activate with those partners. Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense. Um, nowadays, everything is trackable. Things are very accessible and think, and everything is competitive. So it's all about standing out, finding your way of standing out. Um, 
what does the future look like in terms of sponsorship sales with big sporting teams and leagues? From from your opinion, how, how do you see things evolving? Yeah, I, well, I, I see you know far more. Uh, we've already seen kind of a change in, in signage and in, in, you know what what typically used to be fixed signs being more digital and integrating more content uh, into you know more customizable content into a game experience and signage. I think that's going to continue for sure. Uh, I, I think that we'll start to see less less static signage you know, when you're watching a game at, at an arena and start to see more dynamic in, you know, signage that you'll, that, that, that's going to integrate a brand into what's actually taking place during that game. For instance, you know, you watch a hockey game and we go to power play. I think that someday here in, in the near future or, you know, at some point, we'll, instead of just seeing State Farm's logo, for instance, you're going to see State Farm sponsor the power play. And and, for, and and ways to activate within that, you know, while while watching a game or being at the game. I think, uh, in addition to that, more and more of this of what we do is going to going to content generation. Uh, we certainly you know, games aren't going to go anywhere. We you know for the stars' sake, we we, we still want to have. 18, 19,000 people to every game, but we know that that's only 18,000 18, people that, that's not representative of our entire fan base. The, the majority of all of our fans are always are, are going to be at home or doing something else. So how can we, uh, I think we'll see more and more ways of interacting with our fans when they're at home or, you know, in their daily lives away from games. So uh, being more creative in social media and integrating their, their products and services into those platforms in, in digital platforms is, is going to continue to be more and more important. Absolutely. makes a lot of sense. Um, Andrew, you, you've been amazing, buddy. Thank you so much. You've taken us through a very unique journey, I would say. Um, so you've basically worked at three of the biggest leagues in the world. There's many young people who aspire to work at just one. <laughs> um, what's, what, what piece of advice do you have for them? I think the the kind of comes into at least my story, and, and you know I work with people whose story is very different. Um, I think you just have to have an open mind and and be willing to it, 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 you know with the assumption that you're going to work hard, you're going to look for new ways to learn and, and gain experiences. But, you know whether that's at your you know while you're at the office or uh, you know doing things like what we're doing right now, and, and just kind of picking the brains of those that, that are doing it as well and, and kind of learning from their experiences. I think uh, for me, I just kept an open mind and didn't really shut anything out as far as an opportunity of, of where that would take my life. And, you know, I, I, I never in a million years would have imagined I would have lived in Canton, Ohio and selling, you know, you know working for an NBA development league team. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, I grew up in Indianapolis where hockey wasn't a real big part of my, my life. Uh, it was, you know, typically football and basketball. So, uh, you know, I just, I, it, now, I, now I work for an NHL team and, and have learned and, and, you know, I've got so much respect for people that are involved in this industry, I guess, this sport now, uh, because I, I was completely ignorant, I guess, on, on, you know, everything that goes in, into this sport and, and how great the athletes are. It just wasn't something I watched. But, you know, that being said, I just kept an open mind. And I, and I would say the, the, 
if, if you are young and up and coming and, or you have an interest in, you know, getting your, your foot in the door in this industry is, is you, you've got to be really coachable. You've got to work really hard. You're, you're, when you get started off in this, you're not doing things that are typically that clamorous. You're, you're kind of rolling up your sleeves and doing a lot of dirty work and you have to be willing to do that. Um, and, and you kind of sacrifice, uh, you know, your nights or weekends or holidays because that's, you know, that's when people are watching our, our sports. Um, and if you're willing to do that, you can work hard. And, you know, I think if, if you keep an open mind and, and you know, just you know, continue to learn and explore new opportunities, then they will present themselves. And, and you have a, an opportunity to have a really fun, you know, this, this industry is a lot of fun. You know, our, our job is to be at games and, and events and, and do things that a lot of people would pay to do. So, you know, I never take that for granted. And, and I, I guess that would be recommendation for, for me to anybody that's young is, is don't take it for granted, but be, you know, understanding that it's not all glamorous all the time and it's going to be a lot of hours, but it, it, it all pays off in the end and it's worth it. Absolutely. Um, for those young people listening, you just heard some wise words. Make sure you take them into consideration. Um, Andrew, once again, thank you so much. I want to thank you for joining me on the, on the podcast. Before we let you go, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Andrew Durbin, and uh, I think it's just LinkedIn.com slash Andrew A. Durbin. Uh, and would love to connect with anybody and, and happy if you, you, know, you want to ping me a question or you want to just touch base at some point. But obviously, there's, you know, we're working from home, and, and that, that doesn't mean work stops, but there also is a lot less uh, time tied up in the office or, or commuting that, you know, always interested in growing my network and, and happy to help where I can and, you know, and, and learn from you guys that are out there that are going to be able to teach me things as well. So, uh, you know, look forward to it. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Andrew Durbin from the Dallas Stars, once again, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Final Podcast. Thanks, Ahmad. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?